What up, what up, what up? Welcome to the Words of Wade podcast, episode 109. Um, I, of course, am your host, Wade Aloysius Blogs, a.k.a. Uh, Mr. Quid Pro Quo, a.k.a. The. Wait for it. Wade Blogs. Joining me, um, well, first off, Ari is not here. So I have to normally kick it to Ari. So joining me via satellite. Um, I got to find something better than via satellite. I don't know. G is here. I'm I about to say the satellite's still crispy. It's still crispy. It's still crispy. It's still crispy. What's going on, G? How was your, how was your week? The week has been great. Life is good. Life is good. Um, How's yours been? Uh, busy, busy, and we'll get into that. Um, next week will be really interesting, but we'll get into that also later here on the show. Uh, I want to give a shout out to Ari. She may be here. We don't know. <laughs> uh, she's going through. If y'all longtime fans of the show, y'all know. No, Ari has um, issues. So she's dealing with her issues. That's the best way I can say it. So I know she's explained everything to everybody, but if you're a new listener, you may not know that. And I don't feel like going through all that again. But are we still with the show? <laughs> but uh, without further ado, I know y'all got a lot of things y'all want to talk talk about. Y'all want us to talk about. Let's get into what you came to hear. I'm the rundown. The rundown. The rundown. The motherfucking rundown. Yeah, that's what we doing. Huh? Let's start off with um what everybody was talking about in social media for the last few days. Um, well, shit, for really last few months, if you want to be honest, Pharrell's something in the water festival. Um, let's say the first annual <laughs> something in the water festival. Uh. Quick recap, uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, the festival was scheduled. Unfortunately, nobody, I don't know, looked at the calendar, called the weatherman, weather channel, anybody. Friday was rained out. So after a couple of delays on Friday, they decided to just postpone the event to start on Saturday, which was fine. Uh, like I say, it rained on and off. If you're used to Virginia weather, um, you know Virginia weather is what they call bipolar, where it'll rain for five minutes and be sunny and nice the next five minutes, and then pour down rain and hurricane in the next five minutes. It's Virginia. Yeah, everybody who got something to say about Virginia weather, Jamaica does the same thing. <laughs> well, it's just, it's just how it works. So what, what the powers that be, quote-unquote, decided was to go ahead and um, postpone the start of the festival until Saturday morning, which turned out to be a great thing. Um, it narrowed the festival down to two days. Uh, Saturday morning, um, I want to pronounce this lady's name right, so forgive me if I mispronounce your name, um, artist who you are, um, artist who you are. Uh, it's Spanish, so I don't. I'm not good on my Espanol, but um, 
DM to me, so that's really funny. Was Rosario? Yeah, Rosario. Thank you, Jess. Rosario started off the whole set, um, started off the festivities. Uh, if you go to um, shit online, just hash. Radiant Children. Radiant Children started off? Yeah. Okay. Just Super Engineer Just back here uh, says Radiant Children kicked off to the festivities. You know what? We should have you on the show, Jess. You went there. Anyway, uh, they started off. Then it was Rosalia. Then uh, J Balvin of reggaeton fame was there. Um, we have footage of this online. Make sure you go check out Uncut Magazine because there's footage online. Shout out to um, my girl Keisha who, um, Keisha who fulfilled her obligations and sent me nothing but footage. So appreciate her. What I seen. was phenomenal and and not even just the the acts we knew about the acts we didn't know about the surprise guests that were um phenomenal spectacular uh, i want to say just from my viewing standpoint uh probably one of the best concerts i know the best concert in virginia history hands down probably since hard not life which was back in like you know, the, the Rough Riders DMX tour. You remember back in the day, I'm showing my age here. <laughs> that was lit. But this was probably the best concert in Virginia history. Um, I don't know my Virginia history. I don't know if there's been a, a, another festival before this, like besides like Harbor Fest and other stuff like that. But um, Greek Fest. Thank you, Jess. Greek Fest, yeah. Um, but they stopped that like around Freaking Times, right? But just, I think the vibe, like you said, the vibes, the energy, you could see from the people. Like, like just the pictures of, like, the, the drones to, of the aerial view of being on the beach, where the main stage was. Um, just the images that were online. There's actually an Instagram for like it's like five different yeah, stuff. I, know. The I saw I saw a lot of people tagging the Instagram like is um, uh, Instagram was created just 
to cover the event. But <clears throat> from like every angle that I've seen, uh, from people that I follow, people that I've, you know, saw other people's footage through people that I follow, from the artists themselves that was there, like the Timberland joint that I saw was dope as fuck. Uh, the interview that I, I, I saw that they did with P during the joint was dope. It, it was, I'm really, I'm really mad that I, I wasn't able to be present for this one. It's something that, and we're getting ahead of ourselves because we're, we're talk about like next year. I don't think he can top this because it was the first one. I don't, I don't see how. But like I said, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Let's go back here because I went over the first two acts. Um, one thing I noticed with the looking at the lineup, even the new lineup, because there was a new lineup released after the the, the rain delay, was the common denominator with everyone was that they worked with Pharrell. So it started me, in my mind, wondering, hey, who's worked with Pharrell? Like, who has a Pharrell track? And it was like everybody. Like, I, it, the list of people that Pharrell has worked with through the industry in the last 20, 25 years is so phenomenal, I had no idea who he was going to pick from to narrow this down. Because we saw the lineup was like Pharrell and Friends. So we assumed... It was going to be some people there. And there was some rumors going around. It was like, yeah, yeah, whatever, whatever. But even our wildest expectations were exceeded. You know what I mean? Like I said, we started with Rosalo. Then she went to Mac DeMarco. ASAP Ferg came out. He tore it down. Um, I'm not even a big ASAP Ferg fan, but the energy was there. It radiated. He tore it down. Um, I fuck with Ferg. Eh, I like the movement. Not just not a fan of the music. Yeah, I, I fuck with Ferg. I fuck with I fuck with ASAP. Period. Yeah, I fuck with the movement. Just not. Yeah, you know I mean, big fan of the music itself. But that's just me. Uh, J Balvin, like I said, reggaeton. He tore the shit down. Unexpectedly, he tore it down. Like I wasn't. When you look at the lineup, J Balvin' name doesn't stand out. But apparently he had an awesome set. Then you get to Sizzle, which of course Uncanation, if you know by now, I am Team TDE. I'm all for Sizzle. She had an awesome set. <laughs> I'm all for Sizzle. I wanted her to bring somebody out, but she didn't. She just did her thing. It was dope. How's that blast? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You ain't gonna speak. Who did you think she was gonna bring out? Somebody. Um, Q just dropped the album. I thought Q would have came out. Somebody. Nah. Just, you know what I mean? You know, high hopes. High hopes. It's nah, her, it's her first project, bro. Like, anything right now, she got to service everything. I think I think it's just the West Coast in me. And like I said, I'm Team TDE. So when you see one of them, you want to see all of them. So I was all for I'm waiting. You know what I mean? But, like, to the man... And I might get the song, I might have the song title wrong, but when Schoolboy Q performed uh, Man of the Year, 
again, that might be the wrong title, but the joint with him and Kendrick. Like, everybody, I can't remember what award show or what performance it was on. But every, you could tell everybody was waiting for Kendrick to come out. Yeah. And Kendrick didn't come on stage. And you could you could feel the energy in the building shift. Well, that's because it was like, all right, well, shit, we was only fucking with the song at that particular moment because we thought Kendrick was coming out. Well, that's that's how it is with everyone when you perform a song with a feature on it. You always wait for that feature to pop out, especially of the days of concerts. You, if somebody does a song, for example, uh, I don't know, let's say when when shit, I don't know. Anytime you hear a song on the radio, and like that very song, let's say let's say um, Kendrick does all the stars. You expect SZA to pop out because she's on the song. You just expect that. And when they don't come out, you're like, oh. Well, why? You know what I mean? When when a rapper does a song or an R&B artist does a song with Drake, you expect Drake to pop out. You're like, there he is. You expect that. And when they don't, it's kind of like, oh, okay. It's cool, but it adds a level of energy when the artist does pop out. Well, you also got to keep in mind people's tour schedules and how they shit is set up. This is true as well. So, like, if you're paying attention uh, as a fan of any artist and you're aware of where they're at because of your potential to be able to go ahead and see them. So, I guess to get ahead of ourselves, to fast forward a little bit, I think that's why everybody was shocked Jay showed up. Well, hold on. We, we way getting ahead of ourselves. Hold on. Let's, let's save that. Because <laughs> we skipping Travis Scott, and I heard his set was amazing. I was talking to Jess. Jess was super engineer, Jess. Um, her Travis Scott set was amazing. Uh, I, was, I got some footage of that. Posted some footage of that. Shout out to Keisha. Uh, I'm not a big Travis Scott fan. I think I'm going on the record here and, and said it since the Super Bowl incident. I'm kind of looking on him a little funny. I guess I'm the only person looking that way. Because <laughs> everybody else is like, oh, it's Travis Scott. We don't care. I'm like, hey, remember the Super Bowl? That's just me. I'm funny. How easily we forget. Exactly. And then we get to Pharrell's set. Now, if you look on your look, look on their rundown, their lineup, um, Pharrell, it says Pharrell and Friends. And I said it earlier during this, during this show that... Everybody that's been performing has had a song with Pharrell for us produced or did a song with them. So when I saw this, I was like, Pharrell and Friends, okay. Of course, he's bringing out the usual Virginia suspects. Of course, it's going to be Missy and Tim, Magoo. We all know that. That makes sense, right? But what he did, um, amen, legendary. I, I give Pharrell, and throughout the years of my Virginia residence, I've given, I've given the Virginia artists a lot of shit about not doing the shit they're supposed to do. <laughs> but I will say, he did what he was supposed to do. Um, I got his set list right here. Uh, he started off, did his couple of his songs. He brought out Snoop. They did Drop It Like It's Hot. You know, Beautiful. They did, they did their songs. Which, once again, it made sense. You, fly, you see a pattern here. Then he brought out Tyler, the creator. 
They did a couple of their songs again. Then Chad, it was good to see Chad there. Chad came out and they did um, some NERD songs. You know, lap dance, rock star, good stuff. Family came out. VA, family, what up? Timmy Magoo came out. Missy came out. Puff came out. And of course, you know Puff. Puff is a party dude, so you know he's going to have it jumping. Atmospheres, lives. It's jumping at this point. Puff does a couple of his joints. Buster comes out. At this point, yo, you got your money's worth. You're in the audience. You're feeling the vibe. It's moving. You got your money's worth at this point, right? You happy. Life is good. Usher comes out. He does a couple of his joints. Right? And then... Pharrell starts doing his joints again. And I want to play the audio. Have the audio of this. Where are we at? Alright. Here's what happened next. Escape OP. Listen, when Hove walks out like nothing, and this goes back to what we were just saying earlier, when Pharrell did Frontin', if you watch the performance, because Frontin', the way Frontin' goes, the way it's structured is like Pharrell, then Jay, then Pharrell raps with the song. You watch the performance, Pharrell did his two verses first. So it leads you to assume that, hey, he's doing his own joint, Jay's not coming. Yeah, yeah. When Jay walks through on the on the stroll on the humbug, listen, the crowd went bananas. You heard it for yourself. Listen, I have footage of grown men crying when Jay walks out. Like I don't think y'all understand me. These are grown men. I have footage on my phone crying because. It, it it changed something. Something is insignificant to you, dear listener, Uncut Nation. Changed something. Because a lot of people, I'll be honest, the rumors that Jay-Z was coming, it's been around for a while. We talked about that. Jay might pop up. So the rumors have been there. Yeah, I think it may Honestly, if it was anything else going on, 
and somebody had requested Jay to be there or whatever the situation was, Jay would Jay would have been like, "Nah, I can't make it." Right, because the night before, Jay had a concert in New York. So exactly. It made like logically, unconditioned. Walk with me. It made sense for you to believe that hey, Jay's not gonna be there. He got a show in New York. He's tired. Makes sense. The first inclination that I knew he was coming, I'll be honest with y'all, inclination. Somebody had texted me. His plane had landed at Norfolk Airport. Right? And I was like, yeah, whatever. You know, conspiracy theory away, whatever. And he sent me a picture. I was like, okay. <laughs> Shit's real now. Shit's real. He's coming. Cool. Now, going back to the people I've seen in the audience, the reaction he gave, a lot of people, and I talk to people, I wish I would have recorded this more or talk, just had more information. We'll have Keisha up here next week and she'll break it down for you. Uh, a lot of people just thought that Jay would never come to Virginia. Like, he's too big for Virginia. You know what I mean? That was like the prevalent thought I get. a lot of people told me. Jay would never come here. Jay, he's too big for this. He not he not paying us no attention. Never mind he had H to the Izzo and used to dribble down the VA and all that good stuff. But that and was... I see, that's, I would have never believed that rumor. Just like you said, uh, he used to dribble down the VA, but more importantly, two of the biggest producers that he's had on some of his monumental records are from Virginia. Yeah. Timbo and Goddamn P. Well, excuse me. Let me let me correct myself. Skeet, uh, the Neptunes. I ain't gonna leave Chad out the mix, even though a lot of people do. Right, you gotta respect Chad. Won't get Chad enough credit, but you gotta respect Chad. Exactly. So, like they, between those two producers, they, they have some of, they have helped Jay with some of his most monumental and classic Singles. I mean, shit and fade to black. It's a whole. Both of them got. They segment when they're explaining, you know, the production and how they view, you know, him retiring. It wasn't like I. They just lumped them together. Like no, they gave. He gave them their individual credit. Exactly. So, like I say, like you said before, it made perfect sense that he he would show up. It's just one of those things that you don't believe it till you see it. Yeah. And then on top of that, not for him just to show up for that quick verse of his. He performed. <laughs> he, he performed. Jay gave yeah. us he gave us, uh, I'm going back to the set list here. Jay gave us five songs. He did, friend. 
he went to um Asia the Izzo. He did excuse me, miss. He did give it to me. Like, these are hit records he did. A lot of people don't like hoes. Now, for anybody who is just like, oh, he just showed up real quick. I can attest to this, and I'm pretty sure Jess can attest to this, too. You can do some shit on the fly when people show up or show last minute. But some shit is pre-planned. As far as having it set together, how the song's gonna run, how long the song's gonna run. Right. Like all, like some of that shit is pre-planned. Alright. Okay, Uncut Nation, this is a punch. I'm not even gonna front with y'all. We're I'm out here talking back and forth to a super engineer just behind the boards and I forgot what well, we forgot, he can't hear y'all. He was actually at at the um something in the water, so he wanted a first hand representation uh and opinion of what happened. Uh let me just get these headphones, bro. Just getting the headphones. Alright, so this is yeah. eyewitness news here. <laughs> Alright, what is it that we were talking about? Um, the, the plan, the plan, right? Yeah, the plan. So talk about you knew about for a while for a while now. Alright, look. I had to drop because the person that um got me into the show with the staff band and all of that, her friend actually is real good friends with Pharrell. So when they asked me to do some of the filming it was it was first first and foremost she asked me to do it like for a favor for her real quick. Right. As far and then doing it for the event. Like I had the green light. That's how I got the um pass and right, shit right. to Richmond. So like a day or so later, she waited. Cause at first she was like, Yeah, I'm gonna get you to me for real. But then she was like, Yo, between me and you, Jay Z's coming. I'm like, What? I'm like, this nigga's gonna be in B side. Right, because he had the oh, yeah. B-side show on that Friday. Yeah. So anyway, she was telling me about, you know, he's definitely going to be there. It's basically signed and sealed. And then I had another drop that basically was saying that he was in and out of it. So it was planned. Okay. So to your point, G, it was planned. It wasn't no last second thing. It was very planned out. Yeah. And you were saying that... um. There was another rumor that Beyonce was going to... Yeah, Beyonce was down here. Yeah, we knew. I they were saying, they were saying, yeah, they were saying that Um, yesterday during the show, my reliable source, the same one that told me about Jay-Z being there, the, yeah, saying that um, her people said it up and said that Beyonce was either coming out after the last act, that they were going to try to get people to stay, mm-hmm. but then they didn't do it, so we all assumed it was probably going to be... It, it was supposed to be Chris Brown's. That's probably why Chris Brown wilded out. Cause I don't know if your people told you Chris Brown wilded out. Yeah, I saw the on footage. Stage. He, well, that was Sunday night, where yeah. he, um, he didn't get he he just rushed him off a of stage. But he was like, no, nah, I got extra time. But it's because he was supposed to perform at eight ten. He started performing at eight thirty. Cause he came late. Yeah. yeah, I assume he came late. I don't know, like, but he his he performed late. Yeah. Okay. So oh, that's fast forwarding a little bit. Um, 
Now you you saying earlier that Jay's set didn't really like the crowd popped, but the biggest pop was for Travis Scott, if you ask me. And that's crazy because, like, no, I don't know any Travis fans. Like, like in real life. Well, if you didn't know any Travis fans, if you was there that day, you would have met a lot. And I'm keeping it real with you. Jay Jay's pop, if you ask me, was more on a surprise thing because everybody it was it was in the air. Like I don't think nobody really really believed it. Right. So. But the thing with Travis Scott, motherfuckers, like, I'm going to keep it real with you. I forgot who performed before him. Um, before Travis? I'm trying to think who um, performed before him. I got SZA. Yeah, it was SZA. Yeah. I'm sorry. I don't want to diss about oh, it. was whack, bro. Well, I think the vibe <laughs> was off. Because you go from J Balvin... To SZA, it changes the vibe. No, but it wasn't even that, bro. The music was great, but she was just oh, like she was a gospel stuck. singer type um, of shit. Like, um. but like, uh, like, like you said though, Jay Balvin did his thing, and then for him when he closed it up, he closed it. I think he closed it up with the song that he did with Cardi B. Right, right. So everybody was already riled the up. The energy, but, and then SZA come out there, the energy's off. Yeah, she was just, I guess she was just probably overwhelmed because Roselia, yeah, she killed it too. Yeah, yeah, I heard she killed it. I seen the video and then the Mac DeMarco cat. Yeah. And then Ferg too, so like. Oh, no, Ferg, Ferg had the best. Oh, yeah, I seen Ferg. He actually, on, until for, I think Ferg probably had like somewhat the best like with Travis Scott. Mm-hmm. But Travis Scott had the pyro, he had the uh, the fire on the stage, all the smoke. The the smoke um screen, um. I mean, keep in mind, like Travis Scott, like when he does a performance, it's a whole, it's a whole event. Like when that nigga was touring with his album for the Astro World shit, the nigga had a whole theme park with him. Yeah, but so, like he he he's an entertainer. He's gonna put on the show. Nah, but G for real, for real. Out of all of those acts, Ferg is definitely was a top five out of all of them, bro. Ferg shit was jumping, bro. Like, everybody knew every song, bro. Like, I'm dead serious. So, I'm going to make this comparison, and they can crucify me in the comments if they want to. They will. (laughs) Don't make a comparison. Ferg is an entertainer to the point of how Buster do it, how Misty used to do it. Like, when they first came out, like, hanging from the ceilings and just, like, just just Buster's energy. And he gives everything on the stage to the point that he affects the whole crowd with his energy. That's how I feel Ferg is when he hits the stage. Yeah, it's well, like how Buster is when he hits the stage. Like, what I saw, like, the difference between those two, like, you see how I said, like, with Travis Scott, he had the pyro. He put money into it. Right. Ferg had the music. So, like, everybody knew damn near every song. Right. Travis Scott, there was a couple songs. People was like, what song is this? But it was, you know, it was electrifying, though. Like, it was so real for Travis Scott to come out there. Like, bro, they booed the DJ in the middle of his set, bro. And they just started screaming like they were wilding. Travis Scott, Travis Scott, Travis Scott. That's like they crazy. were wilding. They didn't do that for Pharrell. None of them. And and I'm not I'm not slighting Pharrell because Pharrell's set like yeah he's Pharrell's it was it, it was that 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 set right there that is a tour. 
Yeah, yeah, his, for real, for yeah, real. That's his the set tour. was phenomenal. It was phenomenal, but like I think out of his whole set, for real, for real, I think Jay just got the big pop because nobody expected it. Snoop Pop was big. Diddy Pop was was huge as well. Buster, Buster, I didn't expect him to get like that much crazy love, but Buster got hella love. Buster, that's he surprising. got hella love out here, bro. That's surprising. Missy. When she came out, niggas was like amped up. I think the people that got the least love was Family and. Well, yeah, because yeah, Fam's not and, popping and, right yeah, now. Yeah, and and Magoo. Yeah. Like, what about um? Well, yeah, of course Magoo. They they kind of booed him out here. What about um? What's the boy? Uh, I'm looking through the joint. Um. You know who I'm thinking about? Uh, what's the nigga name? Tom the Creator. Yeah, they actually went crazy when he came too, though. Word. Yeah, they went crazy. He only, but he only did a song and a half. Yeah, yeah. He just came out quick. It was quick shit. Okay. Like, see, I think like Jay goes back to like the Ferg effect. Everybody knew the songs. Everybody was happy because exactly. he did all his hits, and it was just like, see, the whole thing with with um with Ferg to me, like it it was um surprising because I ain't know that that many people was fucking with him out here and that they That's really true. knew his songs, bro, and they were really like turned up for it. That's true too. I wouldn't think I wouldn't think Ferg would pop like that out here either. Bro, he popped off, bro. Like for real, for real. If 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 it was someone who stole the show, it was Ferg. Like for real, for real. Like push it from out here, and people was rocking with Push. They were rocking with him hard. But like, is the like the excitement factor? It was to me. It was Ferg. Yeah. But I think like overall, like. With the exception of Pharrell, we're gonna have to exclude him. Yeah, from of course, this. of course, for us. I think it was, I think it was Travis, just because he had everything that you would see like in a big concert, like if it was his own concert. Now, was this just for Saturday or just total Travis? Just took the whole, stole the show. I'm, I'm not gonna say. I'm, I'm gonna say. Uh, I'm just talking about as far as just the energy, just the energy in the joint. In energy, the type of. Tech stuff that he had on there Like the pyro The fire Cause he had fire um, In the front of the stage And sometimes it was going Like down the line like that Sometimes mm. it was blowing up Then he had the fire Coming like in the back of the stage Or pyro would hit Or smoke would come So he had everything To where as though Every other artist Didn't really have that Like Pharrell had smoke Pharrell had a little pyro Like his lights Travis Scott lighting And everything was, was dope that's what's up. I'm surprised. I'm surprised. Now, you was there Sunday too? Yeah. Now, Sunday. Have to be there. Oh, oh, I'm in the. No, I'm since Crowd participation. And yeah. you saw the whole pop up church and all that good stuff too? Nah, I didn't go to pop up church. Yeah. I didn't go to pop up church, but pop up church setup was dope. Yeah, I, I heard. Saw it. I heard everybody who's anybody in gospel was there. Yeah. So. I didn't go, but it was dope. Yeah. Like, I, I saw the, the Adidas court was dope looking. I ain't go Yeah, the court. Either. Yeah. I, I, I think I saw from Drum on down. Yeah. And, like, I think Drum jumped in the crowd. Yeah, Drum did. Yeah, yeah. I saw I Ferg saw actually did that too, though. Ferg jumped in the crowd. Yeah. Didn't he didn't go over the gate, but he got, like, to the gate and he turned around and he was rapping and shit. Oh, okay. Because okay. he was, at first, he was about to try to excite a Mars pit. Oh, and that makes yeah. sense for that, that sounds right. Ace Mob does shit like that. Yeah. And then after the drum, Janae Cole came on and like the vibe wasn't uh, yeah, slow back down. Well it's Sunday. Well, I think they should have had her like we talked about before, they should have moved her to another day. Or at least moved her up mm-hmm. in the in the lineup. I think like if you ask me like the top five ones on 
definitely gonna give Pharrell the nod, like just because it was iconic, it was epic. Um, I would probably say Travis probably be number two. And I, I think it was more because of the anticipation, how much people wanted to see him. And his performance was pretty good. Um, number three, I think I probably got a two-way tie. I'm going to go with um, Ferg and Charlie Wilson. Charlie Wilson tore that Charlie. shit the fuck up. I heard Charlie. Well, I heard Charlie, and then it was Teddy Riley right after Charlie, right? Teddy did his thing, too. But um, if I'm going to choose out of Teddy and Chris, I'm going with Chris. With Chris? Yeah, just for the simple facts that Chris did it by itself with the exception of the cameo of Trey songs. Like, Teddy had SWV, Guy. Duval. Yeah, Duval. Duval. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, but definitely, Ted, those, to me, those were the best performances. Yeah, like, what I feel bad about balance. is a lot of people I talk to said like after Chris finished, like they they started leaving. But that happened the night before as well because Anderson Pack ain't nobody stay fan. Right? Like yeah, that's before. what. And I love Anderson Pack. Yeah. Anderson Pack is dope. People stood there, Hold but on. not Ander- not lot. Anderson Pack is phenomenal. Yeah, he's just mm-hmm. an artist. Period. But was, to to see him live is an experience. Uh, it's just unfortunately a lot of people. did her Nipsey tribute. I really thought people would have got into She did dedication. I really thought yeah. people would have got into it, but like it was nobody was really into Nipsey like that. Kind nah, of they were into it because they did the like the tribute for all of them. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they um the DJ did the tribute. He did one it was Nipsey, Pac, Biggie. It was a couple more people, but yeah, nah. People screamed when they played that um that, they did last time that I checked. Yeah, that, that shit motherfuckers was screamed out for that. So they 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 show love for Nip. Good. I guess it was just her whole vibe. Cause even when she went, like I was like, oh, I'm gonna go down there and record it. And I'm like, nah, I ain't going down there. I'm gonna keep it real. I, it ain't. I ain't trying to slight her. Right, this right, or, right. But it was like they had big monitors where you could see the performance. Yeah, so yeah, if it I was some like with Teddy Riley, I was gonna go go down. Like I was gonna go down. Yeah, cause I think he came on before Charlie Wilson. He was before Yeah he was before Yeah so I started noticing I'm like yeah Teddy Riley shit on the screen I'm like damn He, he got the shit jumping So I went down now Started recording him But yeah It was just one of those things The Wiz though Not Nobody's performance Was corny To me but SZA And uh Jene Aiko For real for real And I, I like their music Yeah And maybe just wasn't The right environment for them You know what I mean I think I think when you're a performer, every environment you it gotta adapt be. and you gotta make it like that. Like at the end of the day, this shit is still entertainment. Yeah, it should be, but I don't know. Maybe it just wasn't the, the climate. Like I would think, I would think them two, especially in this area, would go off. But well, the crazy part about it is that SZA, everybody was singing her shit. It's just that she was dead. Like mm. the audience was singing it, men, women, everything. 
Like yeah, at least the area I was in. Right. Like she got the pop. It's just that she wasn't like mobile. She mm. wasn't moving around. It was no passion. It seemed like as far as like in on the performance side. Damn, that's crazy. I really, I really expected more. Like I said, I'm Team DD, TDE, yeah. and I really expected her to just shit be crazy. Dreamville, Dreamville, of course. Man, they should, <laughs> somebody should have brought them out. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They should have brought somebody out. It would have been, it would have been dope. You know, for her to bring out, like I said, Schoolboy Q album just dropped, but I don't think he would have got a big pop out just in this area, especially if he did some of the new album. I know. I think Chris Brown performed a couple new songs. For that type of for that type of vibe, even if he had dropped something new, it probably still would have popped because it's it's new, it's fresh. Just the energy that's surrounding all of the festivity, even if people didn't know the word. Yeah. It was just that would have just probably exploded off the energy. It's like oh shit. The nigga just dropped the album. He's gonna premiere a new song right here. Well, he could have still did the, the single "Num Num Juice." He just did that because Fab did "Breathe." When Fab came out, he did "Breathe," and that's like ten years old. <laughs> yeah. So, there's no precedent for, you know, whatever songs they could have did. I mean, Hov did give it to me. I mean, these songs are not like, you know what I mean? Very true. And and the big thing I want to say is that out of all this, there was no reports of shooting, fighting, any violence, any type. This was a success on many levels. Like, and Pharrell has already said, it's not an official announcement, but he said he want to do, he want to come back next year. So hopefully they can make this an annual thing. I think that was the goal all along. But I just don't know how you top this. Like, who can he bring next year to top this? So, when this first got announced, my mind went to eventually this is going to be Virginia's version of South by Southwest. That's kind of where my mind went. This was the initial setup to show that it can be done, it can be successful, we can enjoy ourselves and there's not be no issues. So then, going forward, like you said, who, 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 who's on the bill? Well, like I said before, if you look at this year, Everyone that was on the tick on the ticket has worked with Pharrell, so I'm assuming yeah. if you keep if you keep that theme, we just need to find acts that work with Pharrell. Not so much. I don't think it has to stay with that theme. <laughs> I just honestly think that it it will evolve to a point where it's just great music. But if you want to keep it. In, in that category. So, Pusha T has the 1800 joint that he's doing with T 
ten, if I'm not mistaken, it's ten local artists. Shout out to Zeddy Goop. But it's ten, he, uh, if I'm not mistaken, it's ten local artists that he, that Push is working with directly. I imagine at some point to push connection with Pharrell, they'll hit the stage. Um, like what Pharrell really did, not only did he put together a great fucking concert and festival, but he really showcased he, he put the spotlight on the city. Facts. I think I was talking to somebody about this earlier, and I think the, fir- the the perfect person to, I guess, headline next year would be Rick Ross. I think Rick Ross would go off in this area and in that performance, and he, I think he has a record with Pharrell. It fits. Like, all the, 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 the boxes are checked. I can really see Ross doing anything, and especially if the new album come out, I can really see Ross up there next year. I don't think that they're gonna just make it a Pharrell um, festival like that with all the artists. Well, I mean, I agree. I think now that they've had the first one and it's been successful, yeah. they'll expand it. But I still think Pharrell is gonna be the face of it. He's still the head of it. I don't think he's gonna be the head anymore because he so? did his job. Like, like, I agree with G. Lyle, like. Probably like seventy five to ninety percent. I don't think they're putting no local guys on there. Reason being is that they gotta keep the prestige up. Right, right. Like Coachella's not doing it, Made in America's not doing it, South by Southwest is not doing it. They have functions where you can go see the local artists or the underground right. people, but on a mainstream platform like this, Virginia Beach is not gonna invest their money into a local artist unless it's a local artist that's radio that's on radio rotation, like how they did Drum. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, no, I mean Drum was basically and, and Fam Lake was only on stage because that's still Pharrell's man. That's still for, yeah, still Star Trek, yeah. Yeah, that's like other than like Chad, like earlier you were saying that Chad came out, Chad was out there the whole time. He was playing a synthesizer, he was just oh. switching instruments. Okay, yeah. So when NERD came on, he just switched over and started playing the guitar. Okay. But he was everywhere, like playing all the instruments and shit. That, ma- that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. But I don't know, G. I got to disagree with you with that. I think it's going to be, you know, all artists mm-hmm. now from every region. But I don't think they're going to go with the local. Like, nah. I think we'll figure out. When I say they're going. Mm. Well, I think they're going Man, he clunked out. Yeah, he clunked out, so we're going to have to get him on the other <laughs> joint. Hold on. <laughs> Both my joints about to die. Oh, shit. Get him on the other. Mm, my fault, y'all. Uncarnation. <laughs> shit. Yeah, but it's just to let y'all know, it's no knock on the locals, man. I just don't see it. There's too much money involved in here, and it was hard to get this to go. He said Pharrell was trying to do this for three years. Go ahead. I'm not saying that it's going to be a, a focal point and a push that's I is all locals. But 
they're going to be incorporated in some aspect. Um, and just you can correct me if I'm wrong on this. It was more than one stage, right? Yeah, but the other stage, like that was Sony's personal stage. And the other one was for the pop-up church. I think you're thinking like, gee, I think you're thinking like a Hot 97, Summer Jam. Yeah, Summer Jam, they'll, they'll have like stage. the, but those are still guys like Lou Got Cash in them that has deals. Yeah, yeah. Like like deals from big record labels. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, let's see. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying it's going to be like, I don't want you to think or anybody to get the impression it's going to be like, like how they do showcases is like I right, you can buy in and you gotta sell tickets and you can rock. Nah, it's not gonna be like that. They're gonna be vetted locals. Like they they've had those interactions with Push, they've had those interactions with Pharrell, they've had those interactions with, you know, other artists. And they're basically on the cusp of breaking. But see, here's my thing with that. Like, Push is real close with Young Money Yawn. He ain't gonna bring him that. out. So I this is what I'm say, saying. Yeah. Like, Yon, he brought out a New York nigga before he brought out his own mans. And there's no disrespect to Fab. Fab is dope as hell. But like, Young Money, look at Young Crazy. Yeah, he brought a Young Crazy. He got a buzz. So that's like the point that they're not gearing us towards that. Like I understand, I know you're not saying that it's gonna be a show full of locals. Like you know, I understood that when you said that. I just think my for my personal opinion is that they're gonna stay away from that for the simple fact is that this is not like a summer jam. This is more of a festival. Like summer jam does that. Powerhouse does that as well. Now if, if I think they're gonna incorporate that, they're gonna incorporate that in like a different venue to where though you have like a third party promoter and they're using this um something in the water like stamp and it's approved by Pharrell saying like oh well this is a venue for those who want to come and perform as a you know because I've been involved with something like that with this um company in New York called Dots Event Dots Events NYC and they do that as well like with Powerhouse which is right. 105's concert right. and Summer Jam um, does it as well but then they also have their own thing when they do the festival with the stage and those are the, basically like the people that you'll see like on a double XL freshman of the year thing or right, something like right. that they the next up in Hot 97's eyes yeah, so I don't think it will go local, but I think what G's saying, well, it makes sense for eventually them to show, give that look to some local yeah. audience. It makes sense. That means what happened, but it makes sense. Yeah, yeah, I'm, think- not saying it's, I'm not saying it's going there tomorrow or the next year. In the next five? Yeah. I mean, it yeah, makes sense. Yeah, somewhere in there, it's going to be it's gonna be in the mix. But to go back to the original point, like you were saying, just Pharrell did his job. Like, I don't think it's going to be so much every year. Pharrell is the face and this is what it's going to be. Yeah, I don't know. I got. I think Pharrell's the face is from now on. Not yeah, but he's gonna be the face. I agree with G. He's gonna be the face more now as the man that's running it because what he did was he set them expectations and he gave everybody the show. Not saying that he can't come out there and do better next year, but what he did was he showed the city of Virginia Beach that listen, this is what I could bring to the table. These are the guys I have now. Just imagine who I can get next year. And it works. And it works. There's yeah. no beef, no fighting, no nothing. nothing. This works. 
And I, it's gonna work. Yeah, I think it's yeah. gonna work just because the area is super happy. And the mayor, like I was watching the um the news when the mayor was on it, him and the councilwoman, and the mayor was like, basically he's trying to change the whole scene out here. Like he wants people to really see Virginia Beach not as this little tourist city, but right. as a place you can come here and you can have fun. So I think with the money that they're gonna be bringing in with this, they're gonna do more development. Oh yeah, I agree. And I think I it's agree. eventually. Did, now this is what I'm. I'm going to agree with G five, ten years down the line. If they get that basketball stadium, then eventually I think they can convert because that's what Hot 97 is doing and Power, I mean, um, yeah, Power 105. That's when I think they're going to convert it because you can have uh, the locals or the younger people doing the festival outside and then yeah. the main event is going to be indoors right. if they have to go that route. Yeah. Cause you never know That can lead to a Virginia Like 103 Jams Can start their own they, concert they Just off of the strength of Pharrell They should have They would have a place big enough I, I, They should have This My only beef with this Like I said before It should have been done It should have been done yeah. this. But like you said Pharrell's been trying to do this For the last three years yeah. So I'm happy it's, it's finally happened Well I think it was best for um, Pharrell to do it anyway Instead of um, The 103 Jams oh, yeah, yeah. I think it would have been real biased Towards who they just wanted And they would have just gave us a bunch of Acts that we're just used to hearing on the radio yeah. Instead of hearing a, like right. a diverse yeah, like yeah, This was a diverse show Yeah yeah. I think I, like I said, this is probably the best show I, I think hands down Virginia's ever had And I think if you look in the lexicon of concerts I think it's never like to My bad way Go But ahead. To, to be honest, I think this is like The best lineup that a lot of people yeah. have ever Bro, for real, for real, I I think this is probably the the, the best lineup. Period, bro. Yeah, I was about to say. I think like, period. Like, this like, is one of those. Like name, like name, like legit name a concert in the past ten years that 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 you got that type of lineup. I don't even know, yo. Yeah, I think this, this is probably this, this is right now. And this is the pinnacle. Yeah, this like, is it. I, I, like I said, I don't see how he can top this next year. I don't see it. Well, you know what? As long as it's running and running and running, we all going to remember the first one. Oh, anyway, yeah, of course. Just because of the people he had. Of so course. he set the standard and he had to set that standard. Now, what if he would have came out and it would have been lukewarm? And he yeah. had to come out yeah, on fire. Come, yeah, like, you're right. 500 degrees, man. You're right. You're right. He set the stage. Yeah, the crazy, but the, 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 the thing that I, I feel is so dope is because <clears throat> you know how and this just this is going back to what you were saying as far as the mayor and the councilwoman and everything a lot of Virginia Beach residents didn't like you know certain festivities being done at the beach yeah. because of you know the, the, the issues that they had the crowd that it threw Here's what I heard. Like, it would have been, been nothing for niggas to be getting it on goddamn on, on the ad just 
pockets. Here's what I heard. I heard a stat um, last year at um, last year in Virginia Beach the summertime. There were 400 arrests. This year at this festival, there were 30. And most of those were like drunk. People were just being drunk. Mm-hmm. No violent arrests. Nothing. I heard the police were even nice. Like it was a different vibe. It's like it's it's just something different. So salute to Pharrell. Like something in the water, bro. It's definitely something in the water. It's definitely something in the water. I don't know what the hell Pharrell had. Whatever was in that water, Pharrell drank that shit. That motherfucker got super juice. That, he had a he had a vision and I'm with him. As long as you're doing right, like I said, man, I'm I'm with it. Yo, he set the bar. For real, for real. And it's crazy because like when this when they announced it, I um spoke to a lot of people back home and I'm like, yo, I'm telling you right now, this is juice. This shit's gonna knock Summer Jam and Power 105 out the box. I don't give a you know, I don't give a shit what y'all talking about. Like, ah, oh, nah, you a Virginia nigga now. Fuck out of here. You know, they would carry me right, and shit. Right. I'm like, yo, bro, it's not about being a Virginia nigga. I'm like, and for two, like, I could give a fuck what y'all saying anyway. Y'all niggas don't support me anyway, nigga. All my support come from niggas down there. So, you know, I'm, I'm like, yo, I'm telling y'all right now, yo, this is going to be the shit. Y'all kid you now I had a several mass Like several mass tests Like 10 niggas Like in the text Or whatever People Family and all that I was shooting all them videos Over there The niggas was blown away They was like Yo this shit is classic bro was Like damn We gotta come down here Next year This is Woodstock Yeah This is this is like our Woodstock now Bro this shit I don't know what this shit is. This is just something <laughs> in the water. Right. It's something in the water. That's exactly I, I wish I could go back today, man. I, yeah, that's. But I'm just tired, you know, filming and all that shit, man. I'm yeah. just tired. That's what's up. That's what's up. So, damn. We, we, we talked like an hour just on something in the water. <laughs> so let's finish the rest of this show. Uh, just thanks for t- telling us everything that happened. I, I ain't tell you everything. Well, I just told you. Updated us on some things. Just that on certain <laughs> and what I know. I can't tell you everything. I wasn't <laughs> everywhere every time, but I know certain reactions was was were different. You know, I just saw some shock reactions from some, and I was there and I knew the crowd was, you know, doing certain shit. When Chris Brown, I know one thing. When Chris Brown. And um, Travis Scott was performing. That motherfucker crowd was like an avalanche. Like niggas is like if they had shields on their arms, just pushing you all the way forward just to get to the front. So I don't even know if anybody got hurt. I hope hopefully nobody did. But hopefully. Now I heard people having anxiety attacks. They were pulling people like over the barricades and stuff for unsafe. Yeah, people. I don't know what was going on. Yo, people were dropping like flies, man. But I don't know. That's that's you know that's for um, the medical show. You know, right, this right, is, right. Um, <laughs> away, but Facts. Thanks for having me on. I got to go. I feel like Russell Simmons. God bless y'all. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate it, Joe. <laughs> so let's continue on with the right now. The right now. And and we've had an hour on something in the water. Shout out to Pharrell. Shout out to Jeff. Shout out to everybody. Uh, we're gonna try to continue on here. Uh, yeah, I didn't think we would talk about that for an hour, but we did. So <laughs> let's try to wrap up these other things really fast. Um, the next thing that happened on the rundown was the the Hove. We talked about Hove. Friday night he had a B size concert. Um, and B this was the second. I'm sorry, the second B size concert. We talked about this briefly last week, week before. Um, this he performing less known hits. 
songs you may have not heard him perform before he may have not had performed before um and now unfortunately i have well i have the set list give me one second i have the set list here uh this is gonna i got be, it you got it all right let us know the set list there Jim. it's 41 thousand. well look give us give us to to when the guest came in <laughs> well hold on before we do that this is a dispute that I've, I've had with people forever. Jay started off with the, the prelude, which is the intro from Kingdom Come. Yeah. I've said this time and time and time again. That is by far the best Jay-Z intro. A, well, lot, of people, a lot of people would say the Dynasty intro. Yes. I hear, I hear you. I hear you. But no. The prelude intro? <laughs> my God. <laughs> You gonna say yes? Yes, I hate. I think I think because the the hover the instrumental the ah I think that that helps that intro all out, but the prelude intro man, my God, that intro goes so hard. That has it to be. It does. Right. It does. It does. It does. I will say it does. Yeah, it does. The Dynasty intro. I don't know that it's that that time when it came out and just how it sounded. <clears throat> if you want to be honest, if you want to be honest, I guess it's just a personal thing because I remember exactly where I was at, who I was with what was going on with time of the night it was that that intro stayed on repeat the whole night I ain't get that type I ain't get that type of energy from the prelude the prelude is dope don't get it fucked up I think the prelude was so dope because it was so real like I think that was the first incarnation of this hove it wasn't like kingpin hove it was like this is who I am now. Like, niggas, what is it? The beats is banging, your hooks did it, your lyrics didn't, your gangster look did it. Like, that whole shit. I sent a million dollars through a hands free. That's big money talk. Can you answer me? <laughs> like, my, I wouldn't play it, but you're on the phone now, so I can't do that. But, <laughs> <laughs> my God. Uh, <laughs> Skipped on the quarter eight. Yeah, nigga, I know song. And and then and another intro the dy- not the dynasty intro the volume three intro do you believe it's over to God my but no for me that was prelude volume three volume three got looked over for a lot of shit it was rushed I think volume three was rushed and he had a lot of fillers on that that and what is it blueprint two are like his worst two albums. But that's, that's Blueprint Two is not a bad album. It's just a bad double CD. I if you would have the cover art, I even hate the cover art for the Blueprint Two. If you would have cut Blueprint Two down to one CD, it could have been a classic. But he had a lot Everybody of bunch, did that. yeah, he had a Everybody bunch of songs that just throwaway songs. <laughs> but which one? My opinion, he felt like he had to put himself in the category of big and pop. Of course, the double CD category. We all, all the greats have one. Volume three, I have definitely listened to before 
with just, just between the intro, um, there's been a murder. Uh, shit. What was the other joint? What's the joint with Drake? Watch me. The the watch. Um, he performed that at B sides. Huh? He performed the watcher at B sides. Hey, that was my shit. Yeah, that without question. But back, we're, we're drowning on. We're drowning on. B sides. <laughs> like, like legit, volume three got looked over for a lot of shit. Yeah, but at the B sides concert, I guess the big thing was besides some of the songs he performed. One of my favorite Jay Z song, "People Talking," which. A lot of people That is my favorite Jay-Z song And which really funny Because it's not An official Jay-Z song <laughs> It's like exactly. He's on that shit though Yeah that is my A lot of people Can't point out Their favorite Jay-Z song But without question People talking That and then Streets is watching Bam they <laughs> <like>. <laughs> yeah. The and thing then, that I found funny He did the Pump it up freestyle Well, I think that's just, it kind of goes with Hove at this point. You know what I mean? The thing, but it's so funny because, <clears throat> and to go off on a tangent to eventually bring it back. Okay. A lot of people don't like Joe Budden. What up, Joe? And a lot of, and a lot of people don't know the, I guess, the backstory behind why it's, like what even happened with that freestyle everybody passed Joe Button for that song but the beat was originally presented to Jay Z Jay Z passed on it Joe Button ran with it it became one of Joe Button's biggest singles and also his Achilles heel eventually eventually but after my opinion, I'm going to say my opinion in this regards from everything that I say now, is that once the song hit a certain plateau, Jay jumped on it and did his freestyle. And whether you choose to believe it or not, Jay took shots at, at Button. Yeah, everybody says that. And Joe has said on his podcast that he approached Jay about it. And Jay said he wasn't talking about him. But who knows at this point? It's like 20 years old. But, but the, thing that do, the thing that does not get talked about is Button responded. People, you're right. People don't talk about that because I remember that. I, I remember that. That's actually when I got into Joe. Pause. Um. <laughs> Button responded and, and went at Hole's neck. He did exactly the same thing that Hove did to him. Hove took shots. And then after he took all the shots, he was like, I ain't talking about nobody in particular. My flow is just vehicular homicide when I'm kicking up dust. But after he let it rock, he was like, give me that beat, fool. It's a four-time jack move. Sorry, Jay Webb said, take it back, dude. And every... Ref, every basketball reference that Jay made in his freestyle button countered. And then after that, just went at whole neck. Cause he's, matter of fact. And then turned around and was like, I ain't coming at Jay. He's the greatest breather. 
He already paid away. I'm just laying my seat. No, the the and with such a tangent, um, the real when I got into Joe, it was I want to say Moo Music three, pause. Um, oh, oh yeah. No, he had a joint on yeah. Moo Music where he, yeah. It was like nigga fell in love and Superman died. Yo, he spazzed. Yeah, he he was he was all, and this was this was after he um, if my timeline is correct, he was on Rockefeller at that time. Right. If my timeline is correct, yeah. yeah. That's the this this was after the whole pumping up shit, but he was on Rockefeller at that time, right before he voted, because the Rock Boys video. He was in the video. So, Uncut Nation, uh, there's no way to cover this up. Um, this is what they call in the industry a punch. <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's just keep it, you know what I mean? We'll keep it uncut, right? This is what they call Always uncut. a punch. When some, we were in the recording process, you have to stop recording and pick up recording a little later. They call it, you punch it in. This is a punch. So, we was last talking about um, Hov's B-Size concert. Uh, we talked about um, some of the songs he, he performed. Joe, he did the Pump It Up freestyle. Now, I have it on good authority that Jay had sit, had asked Guru to just play some whatever whatever Guru wanted to play, and that's why Guru, that's why they played Pump It Up. So, so I don't know if it's Guru fucking with um, Joe or what, but it's amazing that Hove knew that like nothing. Like I know the whole, you know, you know what I mean. After a, a, such a long career, you're an artist, G. You don't remember everything you wrote, <laughs> and it's amazing that he said, "Hey, play whatever. I don't care," and Hove picked it up like that. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. So Yeah, I mean, some stuff, I've had um, those moments where, you know, you're on stage, you excited, you you know, you into the performance, and you just have, like, a blackout moment, like, on some, like, an out-of-body experience almost. Right. Where you hit every lyric perfectly, and you just in a zone. I've also had those moments where you get too excited and... You're not thinking ahead and like, oh shit, Definitely. I forgot the verse, or you miss a line and it throw you off. So Definitely, I I do recall those days. Uh, but one thing I, we talked about this briefly earlier. Uh, like I said, it surprised me that this wasn't streaming on title. Yeah. So that tells me there's a bigger play. Because all the pictures show huge cameras recording the whole process. So. Oh, yeah, he probably about to do his on Netflix, too. Yeah, I'm sure maybe the deal that the, the three picture deal that Beyonce has, this may be one of those pictures. Yeah, I wouldn't mm. doubt it. Who knows? So, because I definitely want to sit back and watch it. Like, watching it on social media is one thing, but you know what I'm saying? Watching the whole performance. It, I know seeing Cam come out, seeing Nas come out, I'd have loved that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we'll wait for that to come out. Um, 
something else continuing on with the rundown. The rundown. The rundown. Something. We really gotta do that drop. <laughs> we really do. Like before it's all said and done, we're gonna have that drop. <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be the last show. Be like, gotta drop. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> uh, something else that happened this weekend, and um, we joke and play a lot, but this is a kind of a serious thing. Uh, somebody had attempted. Well, well, yeah, yeah. Somebody had attempted to break into. Can you say attempted? They broke in to Bun B's yeah. house. Um, Houston OG Rap OG UGK Bun B um, And from reports That I've gathered um, The way it happened Is somebody Knocked at the door His wife went to the door They opened the door Put a gun to her face Tried to rob his wife Not knowing Bun was upstairs Bun's upstairs Hear the commotion Come down with the pistol Apparently chases the dude out the house And like shoots him in the shoulder or something Or shoots him I don't know where I heard he shoots him So it's thankful Thankful that Bun was there Because that could have turned into a real bad situation Yeah Real bad The thing that was crazy was uh, When they was on the, uh, Doing an interview about it And They were explaining how Around that time of night, his wife never answers the door. Like, regardless, you know, somebody knocking, ring the doorbell, whatever, she'll never answer the door that time of night. It, it's always blind. Right. And this was that one time that she ended up answering the door. And he was, he said that her mindset was to keep the guy right there. Like, not let him get into the house or anything like that. Well, any further into the house. Because she knew Bun was there and she already knew he was going for the guy. In her in her mind. She was basically playing the scenario out like, you know, the guy probably killed me, but I know Bun going to kill him. Right. Which so, is- Bun was like, like, everybody thinking I'm the hero in this situation. He was like, that was all her. Which is just a crazy thought process, and like I said, I'm glad that Bun was there because that could have turned into something real, real, real bad. But just for her, Very much so. you know, for her in that split second thing, well, you know, I'm gonna protect my husband because I know if he kills me, Bun gonna kill him. <laughs> so I'm good with that. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Gotta love black women, be. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like that thought process there. Mm. And I, and I, I've been in. Situations where people, people, you know, people knock at the door, and you know, like you said, Bun, he has it where he answers the door, and you know, you might, you know what I mean, you always set it up. I know when I, when me and my ex was living together, I was like, yeah, don't nobody answer, the, don't nobody knock on the door. If somebody knock on the door, I got it for that same situation. And I know you probably have something similar, so it's just it's unfortunate that the one time that that happens, you know what I mean. That's, it's rough, man. I, I, I'm glad that Bun is okay. His wife is okay. Um, I'm glad he shot dude. Um, it it could have been worse. He could have killed him. He said, I'm glad he I'm shot glad. dude. Hey, man, I don't, listen, I don't have no love for thieves, B. Like, <laughs> like, get it how you live, but don't steal it from somebody. You know what I'm saying? I don't have no love for thieves. None. <laughs> so. 
if you would have shot him in the head, I'd have been like, hey, get, you get, get, get what you asked for. You, when you break into somebody's house, you never know what's going to be on the opposite end. Exactly. So you're taking a hell of a risk just to break into somebody's house. Now, I don't know if, you, if he cased the joint or whatever, but you never know. Because for all he knew, she could have been on the other door with, side of the door with a shotgun and took his head off. True. He lucky he escaped. So. That, rem- that reminds me of the... Well, never mind. <laughs> I, I was about to get... I yeah. was about to jump. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> but... I get the feeling you know where I was about yeah, to go. Yeah, I, I, I was about to say, I know that story. Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't incriminate. I know that story. Uh, but yeah, I'm glad that Bunny's okay. I'm glad his wife is okay. Yeah, I heard they did a couple. They're doing interviews about it. So I'm just glad to see they're okay. And I hope the guy gets whatever he deserves. And something else I found out funny was that um, okay, when Bun shot him, he took himself to the hospital. Like, what? correct me if I'm wrong. Maybe I watched too many movies or, you know, I'm a product of the 70s. I don't know. But back in the day, when you did something stupid or, you know, criminal, you didn't go to the hospital because you knew they would tie you to whatever it was. You had somebody to take care of you. Right. So why would you go to the hospital? I don't know. I guess, I guess his money won't up to the point that he had the surgeon on the side. It just it's not it's not well thought out, you know what I mean? Like Nah, this this was just a whole botch situation. It made me think it was a crime of opportunity. Like he saw he probably saw Bun's wife going to the house not knowing who that is. See, I, I, yeah. I, would, I would think in Texas Bun is safe. You know what I'm saying? You wouldn't rob Bun in Texas. So I would think that he saw his wife not knowing who that is, like, oh yeah, she by herself, I'ma get her. And Exactly. Exactly. So, like I said, glad that Bun's okay. Glad his wife's okay. Glad dude got shot. Everybody's happy. Hey man, I don't got no love for Thieves B. That's why I was ho- I was so hard on Cardi. We're not gonna get off on that tangent. But I don't have no love for Thieves. Fuck all that. I'm still shit for me. Hey man, I got more respect for a prostitute than a thief. <laughs> At least that's an honest day. You working? Yeah, I'm about to say. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? She out there working. <laughs> you working? You working? You getting? You might not be. You know what I'm saying? What, what's the right word for what? Uh, might not be good work, but it's work. Mm-hmm. Shit, the uh, <laughs> the older dude at my job. <laughs> he was uh, he's training uh somebody new to our department. And she asked a lot of questions, but he was like, "Yo, I'm gonna start charging you by the hour." He, he was like, "My service, my my consultation services are high." He was like, "I charge a hundred dollars an hour," and the girl looked at was like, "Whoa, that's a lot." His response was like, "My dad said if you're gonna be a hoe, be a high price hoe." That's a fact. <laughs> I was like, that's a fact. <laughs> oh shit. And it's an older white dude. When I say older white dude, like, I mean, probably, like, late 50s, early 60s. Wow, that's funny. That's funny. 
Um, let's see, continue. We still we're staying at South of Southern Hip Hop here. Earlier this week, well, earlier last week, by the time y'all hear this, it was the 25th anniversary of Outkast's debut album, Southern Playlisted Cadillac. Cadillac music. Okay. You I, when I heard it, I was like, 25 years. It don't even seem like that, right? Yeah, boy, time flying. To put that in some perspective. Slip I don't Rick. want to. Look, check this out. That, that makes me pay attention to my age. <laughs> check this out, though. Outkast debut album was 25 years old. Slick Rick's um, The Ruler's Back is only 30 years old. Ooh. So think about just, just, you know what I mean? The time, the, the time jump. Oh, yeah. The, what happened in that five years? That's crazy. Exactly. Yeah, I heard that recently. I was like, that's only 30 years old. You would think that's in its late 30s or 40. You know what I'm saying? That's, yeah. That's just 30 years old. The ruler's back. Crazy. But um, who would ever thought from that album that Andre would be this Andre? And I think you could see you could see Big Boy in this Big Boy. Yeah. Like, he hasn't... He hasn't varied, and I don't mean it's an insult, like he hasn't grown up or nothing. Of course he's grown up, but he hasn't varied from that too much. Like, Dre right. is a whole nother Dre. <laughs> yeah, man. That Baduism, man. Yeah. Andre <laughs> ben- that Andre Benjamin hit that Badu and became Andre 3000. <laughs> yeah, man. The, the unicorn herself. Mm. She, does it, she does it to everyone, B. Everybody does mm-hmm. it. I'll take the rest. I will put myself to the hazard. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. I go I for it. I can't. I can't. I can't be weighed three thousand of you. I'm. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> can't be wearing shoulder pads and, and hot pants and shit. I'm good. I'm hey, kidding. look. It was. It, it's just the. That was just the initial getting used to it phase. Like Common did the same thing. Like right after it was the. Okay, you got to get a handle on it. Once you get a handle on it, you see where they at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Yeah, what? Yeah. What? <laughs> once you learn how to wield your new powers, <laughs> you good. But then you might get a JLX when you drop a hot sixteen. We don't hear from you for the next ten years. Hey. <laughs> Shout out to JLX. <laughs> it is what it is, bro. You know, what I mean, you have those powers. Those powers make you run away for ten years. Hey, look. All three of them niggas can <laughs> All three of them got a, got a level of success that can't nobody take from them. That's a fact. Look, all three of them are legends in one way or the other. Exactly. So, I'll, I'll put myself to the hazard. I do, baby. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the rumor is, and we kind of touched on this earlier with our Something in the Water conversation. Um, the rumor is she may be here for Something in the Water 2020. I'm there. I'm there regardless. <laughs> yeah, I'm about to say I'm there regardless. Either way. about to be the only one having these experiences. Yeah, I'm, I'm there regardless. I, I'm, I'm going to be a, a yearly contributor. I'll be there every year. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, that's that's the rumor already. But we're a year away. It just happened to come the other day. So we're a year away. Who knows what can happen? That's fine. That is fine. I'm okay with that. Yeah. I got my money. I got my money for my ticket, hotel room, all that shit already. Well, you know, hey, my homeboy Nate stays on the street, so you know we good. We'll talk about that later. Uh, See, it's good. Nate. Nate. It's good. Oh, to have a the homie Nate. Nate always come through in the clutch, yo. All the homie Nates 
always come through in the clutch. See, that's what I did. Go down here, go to his house. Go get a hotel room. Go to his house. He's down the street. Bet, bet. While we talking about singers, um, T Pain. We we talked about T Pain a couple times on this show. I've noticed. Uh, it recently came out that he's going to have to stop singing. Um, he's damaged his vocal cords. His well, vocal don't say it like he got to stop permanently. Well, well Cause temporarily. Because that's not the case. Right, right. I made it sound real dramatic, right? Um, yeah. <laughs> still like he got to completely stop. Yeah, he, he going to talk from now on. <laughs> 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 he's taking a break from singing to prevent damage to his vocal cords. And this is not a rumor or speculation because I know a lot of times y'all be like, y'all spreading rumors and stuff. No, he actually went to his own Twitter and Instagram and explained everything. So I'm putting up the audio for y'all right now. If I can get my phone working. You know, you ever go through your phone real fast and just start seeing a bunch of wild shit? You're like, oh, wow, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> so that's it happens cool. to me every time I go on my pictures and my videos. Yeah, I'm like, what the hell is that? Um, okay, so here You're we go. Like, oh shit, that was that night. Like, I recorded that because I know I was gonna forget it. Like, I, I'd be like <laughs> I'm glad I opened my phone up in public. God damn. Um, <laughs> all right, so here's T Pain explaining to y'all what's going on. What's good, man? It's your own T Pain. Um, fucking obviously, but. uh there, 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 there's been a lot of work I've been doing. Uh, I just got off tour. Um, sometimes I was doing two shows a day and, you know, entertaining the people, going to after parties and, you know, doing my thing and just working, 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 working. Um, the truth of the matter is I just haven't been taking care of myself. So uh, after my last couple shows, I started getting a few pains in, in my throat and stuff like that. So I went to the doctor and... Um, yeah, he basically told me that I had to get off the road immediately or I was going to start doing permanent damage to my voice. And if you know what I do, you know that's the most important part of what I got going on. Um, you know, I, I, I just haven't been taking care of myself. Uh, I've been straining my voice for over two months, just back-to-back shows, uh, doing everything I can to, to make sure the people good. But uh, my doctor came to the conclusion that I needed, uh, first of all, a shot in my ass, which I didn't want to do, obviously, because that shit sucks. And, um, yeah, he put me on all this. I got to take all this for the next six days, and hopefully I get better. But right now my voice is just completely out of whack for for performing. And, um, you know, basically said if I kept going and doing all these shows, and I'm going to do permanent damage. And, you know, it came to a point where I had some shows coming up that I had to cancel for that reason. He would not let me get back on the road. And, um, yeah. So I'm going to take all this for the next six days. I I absolutely apologize to uh, everybody uh, that was coming to the shows I had to cancel. Um, Look, man, I definitely wanted to entertain you guys. And with the risk of sounding like an asshole, I definitely wanted the money. But, you know, I got to take care of myself. My health comes first, and I want to make sure I can do this for years to come. So I got to take all this shit that I can't pronounce with all these goddamn vowels and shit in it. And um, hopefully, I get back out there on the road and make sure you guys are entertained and 
Alright, so as you hear, that's not us making shit up or any rumors or any shade room shit. Um, it's crazy because uh, shade on the shade room. You know, you know how they be, you know how they be making shit up and shit be wrong. Uh, shout out to the shade room. Uh, <laughs> look, shout out to the shade room. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, fam- I'm, I'm famous for that shit, right? I mean, I mean, shit was somebody like, oh, shout out to them though. Um, <laughs> no, um, so yeah, T Pain voices that well, he's trying to prevent permanent damage to his voice, and as a musician, you know that's that's your money maker. So you want to keep you want to keep that as as healthy as possible. Um, and me and G was having this conversation earlier. He's not the first artist in the last year. To have this issue. Nope. SZA. If yeah, if you recall, SZA sometime earlier last year or late last year had to stop cancel some performances because she was having vocal issues. Now, of course I don't know if they're the same issues, but hey, vocal issues is vocal issues, right? You can't have too many of those. Yeah. And then a few years ago, you know, Jordan Sparks, she had the same thing. So Yeah, I think she had like a uh, this is something on her vocal cord or something like her shit was crazy. Yeah, that's that's crazy. That's crazy. So, you know, well wishes to T Pain. Um, that's just crazy. And and he was on um, what TV show was that? The Masked Singer recently, and he mm-hmm. won it because he can actually, you know, he can actually sing. It's not like because a lot of people are just like, well, don't you use auto tune? Like you haven't noticed in the last few years, T Pain has actually been singing. So, yep, it's crazy. Um, Best wishes for him. Hope hope he pulls through and continue dropping great music. I feel like we talked about T Pain like recently on the show. I just can't remember. I I don't know. We'll check the archives. But hey, shout out to T Pain. Get better. Take care of yourself. Um, let's see. Continuing here, what we got? That's on the rundown. The um, rundown. Oh, okay. Sad news. Let's get a little serious for a second. Um, take it back to my childhood as a youth, a young scrap, growing up in the streets. Uh, um, California will say for right now. Y'all know I'm from East Oakland, 19th Street. Anyway, uh, I remember the watching. I'm a big movie buff. I've always been a big movie, really into movies. Um, I used to want to direct and write movies. I'm getting ahead of myself. Uh, one of the first movies I remember watching that made me say, you know what, I want to do that, was uh, Boys in the Hood. Yeah. Um, I was like, yo, if, Great if, movie. Yeah, if he could do that, then I could do that too. That's what I was thinking. You know, and I remember writing stuff and whatever, whatever. And I found out the guy that directed it was from California, was from Compton. Um, had a direct, a writer, he wrote it and directed it. A guy by the name of John Singleton. Uh, and John Singleton went on to direct other great movies, um, Higher Learning, uh, Poetic Justice, uh, Baby Boy, um, The New Shaft, um, a bunch of movies. Sidebar, the Jody in Baby Boy was originally written for Tupac. Yep, a lot of people don't know that. Yeah, a lot of people don't know he wrote that role for Pac, but of course Pac died. That's why in the movie, there's a scene where Jody is in the room listening to Hail Mary with all the pop posters. That's like the tribute. Well, anyway, um, over the weekend, it was, it was 
released that he had a stroke. John Singleton, the director, had a stroke, and he was in a coma. And I want to say Sunday morning, it first released, it first leaked that he had passed away. Then his daughter got online and said, no, he hasn't passed away. We're trying to figure out what we're going to do. And then I think later on that day, it was released that he passed away. So, quickly, just to, you know, respect John Singleton, my God. All my, I posted on my Instagram, all my heroes are dying. Um, I was trying to think of what is my favorite John Singleton movie. And, gee, do you have a favorite John Singleton movie? It will probably be Boys in the Hood. Probably. Yeah, it's just that I can think of off the top of my head. Um, I mean, truthfully, all the joints that you that you just named, real quick, is is all classic material. But boys to men, I mean, not boys to men, boys in the hood <laughs> always comes to the surface first. Yeah, boys in the hood is a classic. I think it's the first time that that like that style of life has been portrayed on the big screen because before then like when you saw California you saw like colors you know what I mean it's like a bunch of gang bang shit and niggas don't care about nothing and shit like that I think Boys in the Hood was attempting to display a different side not where everybody is a gangster and, and you know you had Ricky you had Trey Furious you had all these these different characters and of course you had Doughboy who was a gangster mm-hmm. but it just it just showed the complexity of the the um, Compton essentially put Compton on the map. I think for me, and this is a little personal. It's, it just shows you how everything goes around in circles with, with me and my life. My favorite bo- um, John Singleton film is Poetic Justice, and I know what y'all are saying. Can't argue with that. Y'all are saying, "Oh, cause Pox in it." No, here's the funny thing about that movie. That movie made me like Pac. <laughs> that is funny. Because before then, my brother, shout out my brother BC, he was a big Pac fan. I wasn't really into Pac. I got into that movie because he played a character named Lucky from Oakland. And for those who really, really know me, when I was a kid, they called me Lucky. So. I'm dead, I'm dead ass. I swear on everything I love, I'm dead ass. So the 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 funny thing though about it is like after the movie I came out, I'm dead ass. <laughs> like to this day, like to this day, and my family, like my brothers and sisters, my nieces even, they still call me lucky. Like my close family still calls me lucky. So it's hilarious. Like after that movie came out, whenever I introduce myself to somebody, I'm like, yeah, my name is Lucky, whatever, whatever. And the first thing they would say is, oh, you trying to be like Pac from Poetic Justice. I was like, I'm sick of this motherfucker. <laughs> but it made me like research him and then I got into Pac. And y'all all know me and Machiavelli now. <laughs> so that movie, and then, you know, I'm from Oakland and all that good stuff too. And he had a daughter. All this crazy serendipity stuff. So... <laughs> That movie for me played an intricate part of my life. So yeah, poetic justice. So rest in peace, John Singleton. He was fifty-one years old, way, 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 way too young to die. Has so much more to give. 
I just can't believe he's gone. <laughs> you know, some sometimes some people you just don't. When death comes, you don't think about. You know what I'm saying? You can't ever think, "Hey, he's dead now." Like, I don't remember a point in my life where there wasn't a John Singleton something going on. True. Same thing like with Prince that happened a few years ago. For my entire life, Prince was doing something, and now he's not here. So it's awkward. But I put John Singleton in that same category, like that creator, that Prince category. Um, so prayers and condolences to his family, to everyone he worked with, because um, he had a huge imprint on black Hollywood from Taraji to Tyrese to Pac, Cube, everybody's ever worked with John Singleton. Um, so rest in peace to John Singleton. Uh before we get out of here, uh, I noticed on my timeline um, a bunch of R. Kelly shit. Man, we're not going to get into all this R. Kelly shit because fuck R. Kelly. <laughs> but, <laughs> fuck him. Uh, but what I did want to get into is this weekend, if you're hearing this now, um, May 4th, uh, there's a new R. Kelly documentary called Surviving R. Kelly The Impact. And where essentially he's going to talk about what has happened since the first documentary, the first series. It's going to Lifetime, 9 o'clock p.m. I'm going to try to watch it if I can. Uh, I guess what they're going to talk about more is what's been going on lately. Like the new, the trials, the arrests. Like apparently, Him not showing up to court, shit like that. Yeah, first off, he didn't show up in court because he was stressed out. That's the point, you fucker. <laughs> like, oh, your honor, this just was stressing me out, so I couldn't show up. Motherfucker, if you don't get your ass to jail, <laughs> like, that would never work for me. Nigga, I can't even go to work and tell them that. Well, why are you going to work there? I was stressed out, man. I couldn't make it. Nigga, go home. <laughs> you can't make it? Stay home then. Rich niggas. Yeah, I think they're just kind of milking it at this point. Oh, I definitely 1,000% agree. They are milking this R. Kelly shit. I just, I want them to milk it the right way, if that's if that can be said. Like, don't keep showing us different victims and different people you've done wrong. Show him. Shit on him. Because <laughs> he just... You're killing me, <laughs> you killing me. 30 years of my life. Fuck him. <laughs> Listen, fuck him. I've, I've been on the fuck R. Kelly train for a long time. Pause. But fuck him. <laughs> so, shit on him continuously. I'm absolutely fine with that. Shit on everybody in his camp, his staff, his record label, and his motherfucking crew. I don't care. <laughs> All them fuckers need to go to jail. Straight up. <laughs> All of them. His brother. All the motherfuckers. They enabled that shit. So, fuck R. Kelly. And um, ain't ain't no sympathy, <laughs> ain't no sympathy. I'm sorry, brother. Y'all can give me that whole pro black shit about oh wait, he's a black man, and if you forgive him and blah, fuck that. <laughs> Some shit is oh, fuck R. Kelly now. <laughs> yeah, I'm super fuck R. Kelly. And then like like I said, and and keep it keep it a hundred. I've said on this podcast before. Hey, my brother may not always be right, but he's always my brother. But I can't forgive you if you don't want to be forgiven. If you can't even say, yo, I'm sorry for this, I was wrong, then how can I forgive you? He hasn't said that shit yet. He's blaming everybody else. Yeah, 
it's one of those situations, bro. Like, after you cover things up for so long, sometimes trying to admit the shit, you might have got covered up in it too. Like you actually might start to believe the lies. Yeah, exactly. I think I think that's what it is. He believes his own shit. And you would think, and we're not going to have this whole R. Kelly conversation again, but you would just think the first time he got off, he would let this shit alone. Yeah, for sure it's down, but people think they're invincible, man. This motherfucker was picking up on your little girls in, in court. <laughs> he was in court for that shit. They showed the last documentary, he picked up some chicks from, from the court case. I, I don't know, like... People got to know when to fold their hand. Everybody else, like, it's nothing. <laughs> it's, it's at some point, like you said, if you, if you doing dirt or you taking risk or whatever, and you almost get caught or almost have a mishap or what, whatever you want to call it, that's your, your lifeline right there for you to be like, all right, straighten the fuck up. Right. Nah, some people take that shit as, oh, I'm invincible. Okay. It's 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 two ways to go Even about it. Even Superman died. It's, oh yeah, that's a great one. It's two ways to go. I'm gonna put it in hip hop terms. It's two ways to go about it. You can you can get caught and be like DMX and Belly. You know me, Tommy Brown. Fuck that. <laughs> or you can get like Lil Wayne and say the block is hot. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. The block is hot. I need to chill out. The block is hot. What happened to that? <laughs> but, I don't know. But fuck all that. The niggas screaming the block is hot is the fiends that's on the block. Mm. <laughs> that's a ball. Oh. <laughs> 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 yeah. No shade to Wayne. Let me clear that up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't want no comments. Wait. I don't want no comments. Y'all don't start that shit. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it just... I don't have any sympathy for people that continually fuck up and can't even apologize for fucking up. You know what I'm saying? No sympathy. So fuck R. Kelly. Go to jail. Yeah, um, that's, that, that's the new one. I can't say fuck the beehive no more. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just a random fuck R. Kelly. Fuck, <laughs> just randomly. Fuck R. Kelly. <laughs> And I, and I, I won't, I won't, unfortunately couldn't make that episode. So uh, <laughs> when when you're talking about the the Beyonce joint on Netflix, oh yeah, 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 that actually gave me a different perspective on Beyonce. I have to tip my hat to her. Oh, so we getting are we getting Beyonce apologize apology now? That's what we doing? No, <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Just going forward, <laughs> <laughs> she, she, as, as an artist, she has my respect. Okay, that's like her. How that documentary was put together was I, I enjoyed it, and it gave me a lot of insight on her craft and how much she puts into it. So I got to take my hat off to her on that. So. Uh, at this point, this is G officially saying it's no more fuck the beehive. Pretty soon, you can be a member of the beehive. They're going to start putting it in the comments. All right, fuck no, I ain't joining <laughs> no beehive. <laughs> Listen, Beyonce, Miss Carter, 
I'm all the same with her. I don't have beef with it, but hey, I roll with the punches. I roll with the family. If the family said fuck you, then it's fuck you. <laughs> but no. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't, I don't gotta know you. But if my brother said fuck you, then it's fuck you too. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I'm, you know what I mean? Like, I heard the documentary was spectacular. I wanna sit down and watch it one day. I just don't watch a lot of TV in general. But I heard like it parts of it where she was training for eight months for a performance, and she's going through and doing this wild shit. I want to see it because uh, as a as yeah, a former artist, dope. like she basically got ready for Coachella for a whole year. That's crazy. Just that dedication, and just the just the mindset that that she had as far as putting together the project and um, how she wanted to go about the uh, the choreography and just the feeling she wanted to get like it's it's legit a scene in there where they had been rehearsing all day and it was the meeting with you know the head people that's running different sections of the show and she was like it's not translating she was like, the energy that we feel, the sounds that we can hear on stage is not translating into the film when I watch it. She was like, I need that feeling to translate on screen so the people who are viewing get the energy that we're getting on stage. And she was like very adamant about that shit. Yeah. I, I, I think her creative process, her and Hove, I mean... Is something legendary. You can you can tell, like I, I'll when Hove did the American Gangster shit on VH1 years ago. That's where I could tell the difference. Like there's Hove production and then everybody else's. And I'm sure he as as his wife, he would give her tips and she's giving him tips and. Oh, like, he was sitting right beside her. Yeah, so I'm, when she was doing this, like he's sitting there quietly, <laughs> and then after she finished. Um, and he's getting ready to leave it. <laughs> he starts chuckling. He's like, okay. <laughs> and everybody busts out laughing. He's like, well, ain't nothing for me to say. She was saying everything. Hey, that's that's perfect. That's how it should be. I love it. I'm going to have to watch it. Like I said, I don't know when. Yeah, it's, it's dope. It'll, 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 it'll make you, like, if, if you don't like her or her character, that, you know, her, her persona that seems to come across in the media from time to time, at the very least, that'll make you respect her artistry. Like, it's, it's literally certain points in there that reminded me of Michael Jackson when I was watching This Is It. Like, how mm. calculated he was with certain, like, hearing certain things and, and preparing for certain things and then holding some things back in rehearsal because he wanted to give his all on stage or he just wanted it to be a surprise to everybody. Mm. Yeah, I'm definitely just as someone in the music. I'm definitely gonna sit down and watch that. I probably watch it this weekend just just because what you told me. Because I keep trying to watch it, but stuff happened, so you put it back. But I probably watch it this weekend, man. I definitely want to. Yeah. See it. Um. So, let's get ready to wrap it up here. Do you have what's streaming for us this week, here, Jay? Yeah. Um. I, I I finally have to put well, not have to, but I'm going to. Uh, put other music I haven't streamed I haven't listened to anything else but Nip for the whole month of April I know the feeling 
literally. Well, the only other time that I listened to other music was when my kids was in the car and I had turned on the radio. But other than that, me personally riding in the car by myself at work with my headphones and whatever, I've listened to Nip the entire month of April from the 1st to the 30th. So, uh, I found out <laughs> a couple of people have dropped albums. <laughs> Uh, let's see Schoolboy Q Crash Talk uh, I'm intrigued by this because he seemed to be making a he really seemed to be trying to make a run right now Cassidy um, Banana Clips Volume 1 and Volume 2 I saw that cover and I was a little confused but okay <laughs> yeah I mean it's a banana pill with a gun clip in it right yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> but um and I know he had a recent battle, so yeah. And I heard he, he trying to. I I haven't watched it, and I haven't heard anybody talk about whether he won or lost. So uh, I'm trying to see if he finally switched up his flow. If he tried something new, because you know he didn't have the same flow his entire career. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see who else I got. SL everything good is bad. Uh, Derek King more vibes. OMB PZ, Preacher to the Streets, Pete Rock, Return to, Return to the SP 1200. Right, okay, uh, yeah, yeah. YFL, Kelvin, uh, Never Looking Back, Kevin Abstract, Arizona Baby, RZA, The Thriller Soundtrack, Vori, Say, and Fat Nick and Shakewell, Roommates. Okay. Okay, yeah, a couple of joints I definitely want to check out of that one. Um, like I said, I got I got Schoolboy Q. I just haven't sat down and listened to it. Mm-hmm. That's just me and music. Um, yeah, I'm gonna check out that Cassidy. I've heard some things about the the battle, and I guess we'll get into that next show. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, uh, didn't hear some good things though. <laughs> didn't hear good things. It <laughs> <laughs> wasn't nothing good there, Cass. <laughs> um, uh, but we'll check it out um, now. Normally, <laughs> I don't think we've done this for like a couple a couple of shows now, unfortunately. But normally, this is where Ari comes in with her song of the week. Uh, earlier in the show, Ari was here, <laughs> and she's not here. But I do have her song. Uh, the song is Haley Smalls. I hope I'm pronouncing this right. Um, and it's called No Sleep. Haley Smalls, No Sleep, here on the Words Away Podcast. Check it out. Let's skip this and get this shit popping. Priceless. I'm a move in silence. 
Haley Smalls with No Sleep. Um, that's Ari's song of the week, her breakout artist of the week. Make sure you check it out. I'll put a link in the description. Um, I think that's it. Uh, it's been a really long show. Uh, shout out to Quan, our engineer, for coming through and talking about something in the water. Uh, if you want to see performances, don't forget to go to, uh, well, you can go on social media, period, and just see, but go to uncutmagazine.net. Uh, and I have shameless plug. Shameless, shameless plug. Have video of all the, well, most of the performances. Shout out to Keith. Shout out to the camera people that helped me with that. Shout out to all the bloggers and other podcasters that came down to Virginia and didn't holler at me. 
I see y'all in the streets. Um, <laughs> sounded like a threat, right? It did. It did. It did, didn't it? Um, shout out to y'all, go. Next time I say holler at me, holler at me. Uh, Loki, Elliot, B. Dot, um, Shaheen, Revolt, all y'all holler at me next next year, and we'll make sure it's a bigger and better event. Um, I think that's it. Anything else you want to say, G? Go get him, Jeff! <laughs> <laughs> Yo, every time we come in, I want to say that, right? Let's go get him, Jeff! <laughs> um, I think that's it, man. Uh, oh, side note. Looking at our numbers, our biggest audience is those people on Spotify to listen to us. So, shout out to our Spotify listeners. We appreciate y'all. Y'all are like 62% of our audience. So, shout out to y'all. <laughs> shout out to everybody on Spotify. We appreciate y'all. And um, I guess that's it. Make sure you follow us on social media. <laughs> you are no doubt. CTC cut the check. <laughs> Real talk. Real talk. Uh, I think that's it then. So, as always, as always, you may agree with what we say. Mm-hmm. You may not agree with what we say. Okay. But one thing you can agree with. What's that? We keep it uncut. Uncut. Until next time. We'll catch you on the internet.